Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Patriots Beat is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Live edition of the Patriots Beat podcast right here on the CLNS Media Network. Sorry for starting a little late. We had some technical difficulties there, but we are here. Alex Barth from 985 The Sports Hub, Brian Hines from Pat's Pulpit to preview the Patriots Week 13. I believe we're in Week 13 matchup against yep. the Los Angeles Chargers uh, here at Gillette Stadium on Sunday. And Alex, it looks like. The Patriots will be having a new quarterback under center for this game. It's not official. Bill hasn't announced it. Bailey Zappi wouldn't say today at his locker, but from the brief glimpse we got at practice on Wednesday and then some reports that have trickled out since, it seems like they're finally going to give Bailey Zappi the week here, and he's going to start under center for this one on, on Sunday. All but official. Look, I'll say this. If they're really giving Bailey Zappi all the reps, he needs to start. Plain and simple, like the guy that gets all the reps should start and they shouldn't be splitting reps. So I'm glad they're look, they're going to give Mac needed to sit. Mac needed to sit. He just it's and I there was a report from the Herald that used the term spiraling, that everything was spiraling on him. That's the perfect way to put it. It was spiraling on him. He needed you hoped the bye week would reset that it didn't probably because you spend the week splitting reps leading up to the game. So he's going to get a chance to sit down now, which he should be sitting and Bailey Zappi's going to take over. It's an interesting landing spot for Zappi. So last year in his two games, he faced the 20th, or it was the 28th, and then the 20th ranked defenses in football. It's a relatively easy, he's not going up against the 85 Bears, right? Now, he did face the 2022 Bears, who are the 32nd ranked defense in football, and still kind of got his teeth kicked in by him. But he didn't prepare as a starter that week. Neither has he for any of his four appearances this year. At least not fully. Last week he got a little bit more prep, but you know, so we'll see. Chargers rank twenty. The Chargers are an interesting group. They rank twenty fourth, but there's a lot of talent on that side of the ball. Brandon Staley is just terrible at his job, and we're going to get to Brandon Staley, I'm sure, in a little bit. But this is an interesting spot for Zappy. I think this is this is a deep defense. I don't think that he, on his own, can go out and carve up this defense. Yeah. But I think if guys can get open and they can get it blocked, there's going to be a ton of plays to be made. Can they do that? So we're going to find out here. This is a really good opportunity to find out if Bailey, if if the issues were all Mac Jones, and obviously we're going to do that when Mac Jones was pulled anyway, but like there are some people saying like, oh, guys don't want to play for Mac Jones. Guys aren't putting an effort with Mac Jones on the field, whatever. All right, here you go. You got a new quarterback. It's a defense that is talented but beatable. Let's see if they can do it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I wouldn't be surprised maybe if the team around him gets a little juice too, right? Like the quarterback change. Yeah. Like Devin McCourty said it Sunday night on the pregame for his game. He said as a defensive player, like I would be very upset just to keep running this back over and over and over again with Mac Jones. It's just not working. So the fact that they make this change probably 
should have done it last week, but I guess, you know, you wanted to see what Mac looks like coming after the bye, if that's a good mental reset. But yeah, they looks like they're finally going to Zappy here. And it's good that it also looks like he's getting all of the snaps and the reps in practice because you couldn't do which is big what you did last week with this mess that extended to the field. It looked like a team that prepared for the week without knowing their quarterback and preparing with two quarterbacks. So get him in there. Give him the week and, and just say, like, it, it's Bailey Zappi's show. And yeah. now you see what he can do against this Chargers defense that has, as you mentioned, kind of been suspect here at times. And he's had he's had some rough showings lately, but he hasn't gotten a chance to fully prepare. When he's had, when he's had a chance to fully prepare, it's looked better. So I, I think that's big. I also think, and I, looking a little bit ahead here, and I kind of realized this today, they had to do this this week. Because next week you have the short week and you can't, it, it, it it doesn't matter how bad Zappy plays or if Mac started, how bad Mac played. Like you can't make a quarterback change and it's a road Thursday night game. So it's a two day week. You're practicing Monday, which is a very light walkthrough on Tuesday. You can't make a quarterback change on that week. That's incredibly difficult to do. So one, it kind of had to happen this week because if not, all right, so Mac's going to start this week, probably suck because he's all sped up and whatnot. Spiraling start next week. And then Bailey Zappi is going to get his first start against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, <laughs> which is a tough ask for him in its own right. So the other thing is Zappi probably gets two starts out of this. I Even if he plays poorly, I get it. There will be some people saying, oh, should they go back to Mac Jones? Should they go to Will Greer? Should they go to Malik Cunningham? And those conversations will be valid if Zappi doesn't play well. But I, I think you got to give him two starts with, the, with the, the short week being part of it. Also, just I think you got to give him two starts. Just one start's not enough information but yeah i i i think this is going to end up being a two-week thing i think we're going to see bailey zappy against the steelers as well i'd be very surprised if we don't now i still think there's a chance that we see malik cunningham as a package player too that's another part of all of this and that could apply for the next two weeks but yeah i think zappy's going to get a, a couple of weeks here not just this game yeah so that's what i was going to mention briefly too on, on top of that someone said in the chat why don't they give malik a chance what do they have to lose when we were at practice on Wednesday, it was Bailey Zappi. We just saw a brief positional drills where it's wide receivers running routes on air and a quarterback is throwing to them. But it was all Bailey Zappi except one or two throws here and there. Malik Cunningham would come in and throw, which is the first time we've really seen him do that maybe all year and since like training camp in the regular season. And, you know, Mack and Will Greer were back, you know, just watching. So do you think, Malik might be the number two guy here, elevated on the practice squad, get some packages. And then, like, I think if you're starting Bailey Zappi, you just have to make Mac Jones inactive, right? Like, he can't just be yeah. sitting on the bench, you know, behind on Bailey Zappi's shoulder. And then if he gets hurt, now you have to put Mac Jones in kind of this weird situation. So I think they should, you know, just tell Mac, sit down, be inactive this week, and, and see what you have with Malik, maybe, and some of those package type plays. I, I think it's it's for the best for everybody if Mac Jones doesn't dress for this game. Even emergency third quarterback, I I, w- I would just sit him down. They might elevate Greer and Cunningham. I do think they're going to elevate Cunningham. And yeah, I'd have some package plays for him. Again, it just it, it, it's going to make it a little easier on Bailey Zappi. And we just spent how many months, Brian, red in the face saying, why do they refuse to make things easier on their quarterback? And the concept of making it easy on the quarterback kind of became this bad thing, this negative thing. Like, why does he need it made easier on him? Go look at the best teams in the league outside of the Chiefs, who I think have done a really poor job of managing their offense. 
show me an elite quarterback whose team isn't doing what's best for him. Seriously. Like, it's just what you do. So I think having that, and I'm not, it, you know, it would have helped Mac too. They should have done it with Mac. This isn't like a, oh, get Zappy off the field and play Cunningham because he sucks thing. Having those package plays mm-hmm. early in the year when they couldn't run the ball and when they can't block to throw off the pass rush and kind of get in guys' heads, it would have made sense to do that. It's not a new concept because Bailey Zappi's now starting. They seem suddenly open to it with this quarterback change, which great should have happened three months ago, four months ago. But the other thing about Cunningham as to what, not what they have to lose. Cunningham wasn't practicing as a quarterback. He didn't for about a month and a half there. And if the guy's not practicing at the position, you can't put him in the game and ask him to do it. That's not fair to him because he's not going to be ready and bad things are going to happen. And, you know, it could knock confidence and it, you know, the player doesn't want the bad tape out there, all that. So the worst that can happen is they ruin Malik Cunningham and you just say ruin of what, I don't know. But if he was practicing a quarterback this whole time, it's another conversation. He hasn't been, he's not ready. That's on them. That's not on him. But you, you you can't put a guy out there that's not ready. It's not fair to anybody. Yeah, and he said last week he hasn't really practiced at quarterback since that week six game in Vegas when he served as the primary backup and looked very overwhelmed. You know, right. it's his rookie debut, but he looked very overwhelmed in six snaps, just two or three touches. So, it, it, like, his quarterback reps would have had to come this week, and then what does that look like on the field? We'll see maybe if they give him a chance. But uh, I would still like – you know, Yo is happy, but maybe somewhere down the line, if you want to give Malik more time, I'd still like to see that package try to develop on the field there. But you mentioned making it easier for your quarterback, and I think it's pretty simple on Sunday how to do that, and it's run the football, right? Like get Sandra Bullock in right. the stands there saying run the Dane ball all day because this Chargers defense, since they hired Brandon Staley, who you know you love, hasn't been good against the run. They've consistently been like bottom five of the league. I think they're low 20s against the run uh, this year against, against the run, and that's the best part of this Patriots offense. Mondra Stevenson, Zeke Elliott, specifically running behind City So, and, and Mike Unwinu, just run the ball as much as possible, right. as much as you physically can this week. Just run, run the Dane football. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. The running games looks good. They should have done it last week. Last week was probably a better chance than this week, but I, I, absolutely the run game needs to be first and foremost. Zappy needs to be in the passenger seat for this one, as again, as was the case with Mac last week against the Giants. Like, this is not a me knocking Bailey Zappy to pump up Mac Jones thing. Like, they don't have a good quarterback, whoever it is. This is how you have to operate. You have to run the football. They need to be running the football this week. Absolutely. Yeah. And, the only tough part, you know, you want to run the ball, but you also have to keep pace with Justin Herbert. So that's what's different, offense. right? So, that's what's different between this week and last week. Like last yeah. week, we talked about this a little bit. Like, could they go to the Buffalo win game plan? Because um, the Giants weren't going to go and hit, you know, a 65-yard touchdown and answer right probably back. Probably could have last week. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the way J.C. Jackson played, it was doable. But you didn't yeah. expect that, right? Justin Herbert can well, – we'll get to Herbert. But, like, in theory, he can take the top off. So they are going to need some semblance of a last week. I think they could have won with that. They did pretty much almost win without yeah. a semblance of a passing game. They're going to have to be able to, what did they finish with last week? Like 130 passing yards. I think Mac had like 80 something. So no Mac. Like had, yeah. Mac had 80 something. Zappy at 50 something. So 
130, 140-ish passing yards. Uh, they're going to need more than that to beat the Chargers. In, unless Ramondre Stevenson turns into like prime Corey Dillon or Zeke Elliott turns into prime Zeke Elliott, they're going to need to throw for more than 130 yards to win this game. Yeah, and you figure with Zappy, most of that will come like through the play-action game, right? Because he was really good on that. Should. Last, yeah, it should, but he was really good at play action last year. Like he had, a, I think, a perfect 158 passer rating, pushing the ball over like 15 yards per attempt on these play action passes. And if you're going to run the ball, like that should work, but it hasn't worked for them this year. Like they've statistically one of the worst play action uh, teams in the league. And now, like, who's that wide receiver? Because Demario Douglas is in concussion protocol. We know how that works, especially for a guy who's already missed a game with a concussion earlier this year. Doesn't look like he's going to play. Kayshawn Booty was in a no-contact jersey yesterday, and then he was absent from practice today, so he's up in the air. So you're left with Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyquan Thornton, and Jalen Rager. So it's not the the 07 Patriots receiving core, obviously right, right. Yeah, it hasn't been all year, but now you're down pop your best guy. So you, you want to hit these play action passes, but like, it's, it's a tough spot for Zappy to kind of, kind of be in with, with that receiving core. And the other thing is so much of it last week was, was the screen game and, and pop yeah. Douglas off the screen and is Bill O'Brien going to let him throw the ball down the field. I think his eight, his eight dot last week was like, was it one? I think it was like 1.4. Yeah, it was very low. He, he's got to throw the ball down the field a little bit more. Uh, or, or O'Brien's got to let him. Now, a lot of that was by design. Again, that's not Zappy's fault. A lot of that was by design. They're going to have to throw the ball down the field, not just because they need to be more aggressive, but the plays they were running for Pop Douglas last week, you can't run those to DeAndre Parker. You, you can't run those to Juju Smith-Schuster. You can maybe run them to Tyquan. Like, he's done a little bit of that, but also he's had a problem with dropping some of those balls. Rager honestly might be your best option to fill in for pop this week, especially if Booty's going to be out, which he didn't practice today due to shoulder injury and an illness. So we'll see, but yeah, they're going to have to, it's going to need to look more like a traditional drop back, even if it's off play action, but like traditional quarterback in the pocket, making reads down the field. There's going to need to be more of that this week than there was last week with some of these scheme touch quick hitting kind of plays. Yep. Definitely agree there. I mean, this is like the time where you hope you wish someone like Tyquan Thornton would step up, but it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. Another frustrating game from him last week, just route running, just all of it, not, not looking good. So uh, it'll be a tough sledding there in that wide receiver room for Zappy, but we'll, we'll see what he could cook up there. So uh, any, any last thoughts, offense, quarterback positions, anything else? They got to get it blocked better than they did last week. Well, if, yeah. if they block for Zappy like they're blocking for Mac, he's just going to get sped up and he's going to be in the same spot. So they, they got it last week, even with Trent Brown back, 25% pressure rate. Uh, that's got to go down. Yep. Agree with you there. But I, I will say Zappy does look more com- – his confidence in his internal clock isn't broken, right? So you saw yeah. last week he made one well, nice yeah. play to avoid a rush. So like he maybe gives you a little bit more mobility back there, but still you got to get it blocked. You don't want to just, you know, have him run for his life the whole game, but uh, we can jump over to the defense side of the ball. But before we do that very quickly, let's hear from our friends over at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. You know, it's America's number one sports book. 
Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math, and I, I know that's a good deal. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, so I think we all know your thoughts on Brandon Staley, but I want to hear, if you want to talk about Staley, you can a little bit too, but where are you on the Justin Herbert spectrum? Because I feel like he's been a guy who's really been in the spotlight this year. A lot of people are out on him. A lot of people are in on him. Where are you kind of on, on, on that that ranking? Man, he, he's got all the traits you want, really, in an, in an NFL quarterback. He's got the size. He's got the arm. He's got the... The toughness, he reads the feces field very well, all of it. I just think he's probably not being developed uh, along the path he should be. And again, that goes back to coaching. Don't love his, I, I just don't love what they've done with him. You know, he has the talent around him. It's looked good. They just, they keep losing close games and it's not, you know, some of it's obviously on him, but you look at some of the decisions Staley makes, the go for it decisions deep in the own end when they don't need to do that and things like that. That's not on Justin Herbert. So I still believe Justin Herbert is like a star quarterback in the league. I, I still believe he's a guy you can build a franchise around. I still believe he's a guy you can win because of. They just they they've got to get somebody better running that organization. They they just do because right now, and it's not just Herbert. And I know I'm bringing this back to Staley, but that's kind of the take. I think I think Herbert's a good player. Obviously, Keenan Allen's a very good player. Mike Williams is a good player. I know Austin Eckler's been a little bit down this year, but he can play. I like their tight ends. Everett, Parham are good players. They've got a solid offensive line. Rashawn Slater, uh, the defense is playmakers at all three levels. I don't think, Brian, you tell me, and I I posed this to Evan today on Catch-22, and he couldn't, uh, he didn't have an answer for it. Is there an NFL coach this year that has done less with more than Brandon Staley's done? There are teams with worse records, but the rosters are not what the Chargers roster is. I don't think there's a coach or there's a team that has underperformed compared to roster talent than the Chargers, and that's on coaching. Old Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, quote, good players can't overcome bad coaching. That might as well be the story of the Chargers right now. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think of teams, and I really don't have anything. I mean, no one was expecting them to win the AFC West, but, like, they should be competing for a playoff spot. They shouldn't they should, be a, right. They should be four and seven. So here's the teams in their class right now. The Jets, which you could argue the Jets have a talented roster, but it's Zach Wilson. And they were, yeah. if they were four and seven with Aaron Rodgers, it would be another story. So I'll I'll still say that that um, Saul is doing a better job than Staley. Would you agree? Yeah. Patriots are two and nine. 
again, doing more with less. How much does Bill Belichick really have? You can say Bill Belichick's doing a bad job. We've talked about this, but if he had the Chargers roster, I don't think the Patriots would be two and nine. And we may find out <laughs> if that's the case in about a year. Um, the Raiders are five and seven. Josh McDaniels got fired. Right. So he lost his job. Bengals are five and six. Joe Burrow's been hurt. You have the four and seven Titans. I would say that the Chargers have a better roster than the Titans do. Yeah, I'd agree. So that's the AFC. And then just real quick, like the Giants, third string quarterback, commanders, worst roster. The Rams are five and six to me is actually kind of impressive when you consider yeah. who they've had to play this year. Uh, Cardinals just suck. That's not coaching. Bears suck. That's not coaching. Panthers not coaching. Bucks, Falcons, Saints. I don't think any of those are coaching personally. So, I don't yeah, know if you feel Chargers. different, but to me, no coach has done less with more than Brandon Staley. He is the betting favorite right now to be the next coach fired. He was the betting favorite to be the next coach fired after Josh McDaniels. And then obviously the Panthers made their move this week, but he's a problem. He's the worst coach in the league. He needs to go. It'll be interesting to see if the Patriots are the ones that finally do him in. I don't think the Patriots need to win this game, by the way, for that to happen. And we saw in Washington, right? Washington, the commanders won and they still axed Jack Del Rio. So we'll see. But I, I would very much enjoy the Patriots being the ones to put Brandon Staley out of his misery. Okay. Yeah, definitely the hottest seat in the NFL. I think that's yeah. uh, pretty easy to tell right now. But uh, we talked about Herbert a little bit. Obviously, Bill's had a lot of success against him in the past. That was, you know, early Herbert in his career. But how are you trying to slow him down? It seems like the book has been pressure here late. Like Baltimore on Sunday night was getting after him. I think 40, 40 plus percent of the time pressure rate. That seems like kind of the key and that Patriots pass rush finally got some momentum last week without Matt Judon, which feels like the first time really since Judon left against DeVito there. And it wasn't all just Christian Barmore being a one man game wrecker. It was, you know, Keon White getting home for the first time, Anthony Jennings making some plays as a pass rusher, not just against the run. So if they could build on that momentum and heat up Justin Herbert, that's probably the best way to kind of slow him down. Yeah, pressure, and then they played a lot of zone the last two times they played him. And a lot of, like, not just playing a lot of zone, but they played a lot of zones. They, you know, mixed up the coverages, mixed up the looks, pre-snap, post-snap. They made him constantly think about who's where. And I think that's a part of it, too. And the reality is, when you're as banged up in the secondary as the Patriots are, you're probably playing a lot of zone anyway. So, I think zone in pressure look for the zone blitzes i think this can be a huge game for jabril peppers because he's a guy you can stick right in the middle there and he can be doing anything he can be rushing the passer he can be in a spy he can be in a true zone he can be in man on on eckler you know one of the favorite targets i i would make justin herbert have nightmares about jabril peppers in this game but yeah i think zone pressure blitzing and just make him think you don't want to make anything easy for him mentally if you do that, you have a chance. If you let him, if you just give him man matchups, like their their receivers are going to beat all the Patriots' corners in man coverage. If you just give him man, you know, plain man coverage, he's going to pick you apart. And I truly think he'll be able to do that. Even though, and I mean, it's not just like, the issues against Belichick aren't, it's, it's, it's uh, expansive. So his passer rating in two games against the Patriots is 52.8. The next Lowest passer rating is 72 against the Ravens. You're talking about a 20-point jump. He's over 70 against everybody else. 52 against the Patriots. It's been very night and day for him. 
against Belichick. And the other thing is, I mean, it's been two years. We'll see how much he's grown, yeah. right, as a player and if that changes things. Yeah, that was early in his career, so interesting to see how that changes. Uh, as Andre points out in the chat, Chargers might be without Keenan Allen this Sunday. He's been a DNP the last two days with a, I, think, I believe it was a quadricep injury, so that's something worth monitoring. He's obviously been their best receiver by like a wide yeah. margin. I think he's doubled up their next their next best guy there, but that's the concern with the Chargers. You mentioned Justin Herbert's going to hit these deep passes, and the Patriots have blown a lot of coverages the last few weeks. You might not see it in the stats or you know in the scoreboard because it's against guys like Tommy DeVito, but Justin Herbert's a guy that's going to take advantage of those coverage busts. And you talk about J.C. Jackson, his revenge game might not even get a chance to get some revenge because I don't know how much he's going to play because he was bad last week against Jalen Hyatt. There was a lot of other coverage busts. That one will be interesting to see how, how that cornerback room kind of shakes out. But, yeah, like that's where this game could get out of hand is if they're still busting coverages in that back end. Even if Keenan Allen's on in the game, like Justin Herbert and those receivers are still good enough to capitalize on those and kind of run up the scoreboard maybe pretty quickly. And then you have the ball in Bailey Zappi's hands trying to you know throw the ball all around the yard, and that's probably not going to go well for the Patriots. So they got to sharpen up on that back end and, you know, try to contain Herbert there as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Any last things defensively, uh, you or I in players, anything? No, that's, that's pretty much it. Just, I, again, I think if, if they have a good enough game, if the Patriots offense is decent, even if they lose, I think state, remember Staley's defensive coach. I think he's yeah. done. And now if the Patriots lose and Staley still gets fired, that would be, uh, very win-win that'd be the win-win win-win out of this game but uh quickly uh special teams i think it's just all eyes on chad ryland at this point i believe the weather is going to be decent there might have been some rain on the rain yeah so uh the patriots did add they had that laundry list of specialists kind of like they do at this time every year and workouts earlier this week but then they did add matthew wright to the practice squad uh, today, who he's bounced around a bit. You, if anyone remembers him, he was on Kansas City last, filling in for Harrison Bucker, hit like a big 59-yarder on a Monday night game against uh, the Raiders, I believe. So, like the seat's hot for Chad Ryland now, and that's the big thing on special teams is see how he bounces back after that you know big miss kick last week, and how is he going to perform with some competition on the roster? I wonder if they elevate a kicker. And maybe it's not this week. Maybe it's next week because Matthew Wright just got here today. I wonder, like, Mac Jones, if they give him a week off just to reset mentally. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Could be in play. But uh, any last thoughts anywhere uh, on this game? Or we could hear from our other friends at SeatGeek very quickly and then briefly hit five or so minutes of college football very quickly. Let's do that. You know, I've been looking for the best deal on Celtics tickets And with over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports festivals, and more. With the NFL, NBA, and NHL seasons in full swing, you don't want to miss out. SeatGeek has your tickets to every game. Plus, artists like Travis Scott are on tour. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10, so look for the green dots. Green means good and red means bad. 
Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. So as you know, I always come through for you guys. You can use my code DREAMERSPRO for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code DREAMERSPRO. Make sure you check the link in the description to download the app. All right, so we'll wrap up quickly. College football championship weekend, some big games, obviously some big prospects to watch. At quarterback position, other way. Uh, Oregon, Washington, Georgia, Alabama, I think are, are the big ones. But yeah. Alex, quickly, any thoughts on any of the games, prospects for this weekend? Yeah, so I'll have a full preview of tomorrow, 985sportshub.com. Actually, we're pre-releasing some of the video content that will go along with it right now on the uh, 985sportshub Instagram page. Penix, Knicks, obviously a big game. I think with Bo Nix, the question is, uh, you know, last time against Oregon, a dot of just six yards. I talked about this last night with Taylor, too. You can check out uh, the show I did with Taylor Kyles on the CLNS YouTube channel, uh, Patriots Press Pass YouTube channel. Um, will Washington force Bo Nix to throw to the middle of the field in the intermediate and deep parts, and can he do it? I think with Michael Penix, it's, you know, can he get himself – a college football playoff shot to maybe show scouts what he can do against Georgia, pump his stock up a little bit. The other big one, like the top group guys this week, JJ McCarthy. I'm sure Michigan will hide him again. So I'm not sure how much of him we'll see, but some big plays against Iowa would be, would be good to have for his tape. By the way, I, I, I want Iowa to win so bad. That would be probably so won't have to score much against Iowa to win that one. So no, I was putting up 50, Brian. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> I mean, I'm for it, but let's, let's see it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, Iowa winning that game would be tremendous. Um, yeah. Other guys to watch, Quinn Ewers, some rumors he might go back to school. I don't think he can play well enough against Oklahoma State just because of the quality opponent to convince teams he's a first-round pick. But if he beats Oklahoma State, gets in the playoff, beats Georgia or beats Michigan, okay, now maybe this guy is a first-round pick again. Maybe he's more inclined to come out. And a couple of like late day two, early day three guys that – there really is no middle class, uh, you know, mid day two guys in this draft. We're talking about guys like May, Williams, Penix, Daniels, uh, Knicks. I think May, Williams, Penix, Daniels, Knicks, McCarthy. Like those guys are all maybe not all first round, but like top 40 prospects. And then you're way down on day three with the rest of them. A lot of the guys that are supposed to go in that middle range are going back to school. Michael Pratt won't be from Tulane. He's a fringe top 100 pick. I don't know how much his stock is going up because of his age, but he can kind of solidify things. The really interesting one is Carson Beck from Georgia. I like me some Carson Beck. I do too, and I wasn't expecting to, but he's gone above and beyond this year. He's been excellent. I don't think he's ever going to be a first-round pick because he just doesn't have the mobility to be that guy. But if he has a good game against Alabama and then has a good game in the playoff, can he be – and people will roll their eyes at this, but you got to remember where these guys were as prospects, not who they became in the NFL. Can he be the Davis Mills or the Kyle Trask of this draft class, right, or the uh, uh, Malik Willis, like that guy that you know he's not going to be a day one pick or even a top 50 pick, but if you have to go quarterback outside of the top 50, that's the guy, right? That's the guy you're feeling comfortable with. I think Carson Beck has a chance to do that. He's got to have a big game against Alabama. And then the other thing, I know we got to wrap it up. Uh, the wide receiver two battle behind Marvin Harrison yep. Jr. Malik Neighbors won't play this weekend, so he's got to kind of watch. But big spots for um, uh, Keon Coleman and Roma Dunze 
Washington State, uh, Florida State, Washington. Can one of those guys separate themselves from that wide receiver two pack and, and establish themselves as that guy behind MHJ? And everybody knows I love Adunze. He's he, he's been the guy for me. But I think with Jordan Travis out for uh, uh, why do I keep doing it? Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson and Jaheim Bell, who's a tight end there, and Trey Benson, the running back at Florida State. They got to show the committee that they can still be competitive with with their backup quarterback. So you're looking for a really big game from all those skill position players who are all projected top 100 picks from Florida <clears throat> State. Yeah. So Panix Adunze taking on Bo Nix in Oregon. That's tomorrow, eight o'clock. Beck versus Bama, Saturday at four o'clock, and tons of other games. Those conference championship games on Saturday as well. But that will do it for us. Alex and I will be back to probably talk about those conference championship games and, of course, talk about the Patriots-Chargers game on Monday. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and turn your notifications on so you do know when we go live. But until then, you can follow Alex on Twitter at RealAlexBarth. Head over to 985vsportshub.com to check out his work. As he's mentioned, tons of college football content coming there tomorrow. And you can follow me on Twitter at IamBrianHines and go read my coverage over at patspulpit.com. Thank you all, as always, for tuning in. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you guys next week.